If you have been struggling to get sales from your design work or understanding what you really need to do to make money, I have the workshop for you. On September 23rd, I'm hosting my first ever profitable designer workshop. This one day, three hour workshop is only $97, but I have a discount for all my podcast listeners. Go to KarinaGardnerCourses.com slash profit and put in the code podcast for $50 off. I can't wait to see you more profitable. Welcome to the Make and Design Podcast. I'm your host, Karina Gardner. On this podcast, we're unraveling the everyday joys and dilemmas of design, making, and business. For makers who want to be designers and for designers who are makers, this is your inside scoop to help you grow your business and bring more creativity to your life. Hey guys, I'm so excited to have you on today because my friend Kelly Wayment is here with us. We're going to talk about paper crafting, which is sometimes hard because it's on a podcast and so we can't show all the fun things, which is part of the great thing about crafting together. So, but, so Kelly and I met, actually I don't know when Kelly and I met. It's been a, it's been a long time. I remember the first time though, I remember recognizing Kelly and that was, she had built one of my Halloween paper villages that I had made for Silhouette. And I was so impressed. She had chosen all these beautiful papers. She had built this whole little set and it was darling. Kelly is now, she's a teacher. She, like if you go look at her feed, which Kelly, give us your feed right now so that we know. On Instagram, it's Crafting Kelly with a K. Yeah, Crafting Kelly. It's fantastic. It has so many wonderful paper designs, paper things. And recently she's been doing all this like crepe paper flowers that have been really, really cool at the time of this recording. So I'm going to let Kelly, first of all, I'm going to have Kelly tell us where she teaches because she teaches in a lot of different places. Yes. So I mostly teach with Silhouette America. So I do um, live classes with them or like Michael's and some of theirs that, that they host themselves. Um, and I've been, I've, I've recorded a whole bunch of classes, maybe 12 full-length classes um, for Silhouette. But then I also teach at the All Things Silhouette Conference, whether that's once or twice a year, I always get to do that. And then I also have a couple of classes on Craftsy and Craftcast. Yeah, so if you are looking, if you have been wanting to get into paper design, maybe you want to know more about Silhouette. We were just talking about this. Kelly's got like all the machines and she uses like all the machines. So tell, like, tell everyone, I know what they are, but you tell everybody what machines you use. Okay, so I use the Silhouette Cameo, which is the largest one. Well, the Cameo Pro is the really largest one and I love that. Um, but I also have been using the Cameo machine for years, all the different models that are 12 inch wide. Then the Silhouette Portrait, which is goes about eight inches wide. I've used all of those models. And then I also use the Silhouette Curio, which does um, specialty things like etching, engraving, and um, things like that. And then uh, the Silhouette Mint, which makes stamps. And the Silhouette Alta, which is a 3D printer. 
I think I got all of those. I think. I'm like one of everything since 2008. <laughs> yeah, it is. Like, it is one of everything. And I love that Kelly likes the Alta. I have never used the Alta before, but she made the best little rainbow stir sticks from one of my designs that we used for a photo shoot recently. And the best, like, cupcake picks. How long does those take to make, Kelly? Like, I'm actually curious because I've never used the Alta. Um, so each one of those cupcake picks, I think, takes about half an hour. Okay, so there yeah, is some it's time. It's slow. Yeah. yeah. If you're doing something bigger like, I don't know, a vase for flowers, just like a short four-inch vase, it'll take maybe six hours. Okay. And then anything even more solid or intricate than that. I've done, probably the longest print I've done is like a 12-hour print where you just let it go overnight. Okay, so you don't, like, you're not watching the machine. No. No, I... You can't, you can't spend that many. I like to watch all the machines work, but the Alta, you just have to kind of let it do its thing and just keep checking to make sure it's progressing as you expect. Okay. Awesome. Um, and then where are you buying all the filament for that? I get it straight from Silhouette. Okay. So Silhouette has they, their own filament for that. They sell, they sell, I don't know, 12, 15 colors maybe. Okay. And so for those of you who don't know, the Alta is the 3D printing machine. And so are you just choosing designs? You can use any of the designs in the Silhouette store yet, mostly, or not? So there's there's a selection of 3D designs okay. that are made, you know, for 3D. But, like, the cupcake pick we were talking about and the, the little rainbow stir stick, those are just from the Silhouette design store. You can take two-dimensional designs and then you choose how thick to print them in Silhouette 3D. So you can take a Silhouette Studio file and open it in Silhouette 3D and manipulate it to, to make it. Okay, that is so cool. So cool. Sorry, you guys, I'm like, I'm picking Kelly's brain for me because I have never <laughs> used the Alta before. I'm like a big fan of the Pro. I'm using the Pro for almost everything these days, but um, the Alta has kind of scared me a little bit to go 3D. So I love that Kelly's doing it. Um, Kelly, I thought it would be fun for this episode for you to talk about like your paper crafting journey. Like, how did you get into crafting? Because it's a big part of your life at this point. Yeah, it is right now. Um, so I started scrapbooking and card making probably about the time my kids were born. I started having kids back in 2000. Um, my husband told me I needed a hobby. <laughs> That's what I chose. <laughs> um, and so glad I did. And so I, for years, I would cut out everything by hand, you know, scrapbook page titles or whatever. And these cutting machines started coming out. I'm like, oh, I'm saving so much money just cutting this, you know, with scissors. Until my mother-in-law bought the original silhouette machine. Um, she bought it in 2008 and she brought it over to my house and she's like, if I let this stay at your house, will you make me the things I want? Will you pay it out and make me the things I want? Sure. And so I started using that machine and it just, it was a whole new world. I loved being able to, um, you know, cut titles for my, for my scrapbook pages and uh, make cards and make layered cards. And I wasn't wasting all this time just cutting everything by hand anymore. And so, of course, that machine just eventually became mine. 
And um, so I had that one and I started teaching. It was cool, but nobody had any tutorials or anything about it. And so um, I started a blog and I started joining some forums and, and people would ask a question. I'm like, oh, let me figure that out. And I would figure it out and then write a tutorial. Um, and then when the Cameo one, the original 12 inch Cameo came out, that's when I started doing the 3D paper crafts because all of a sudden I had all this space. So I think one of my very first projects was a kind of a haunted house. And um, that was that was so fun. I, I've loved paper crafting ever since, 3D paper crafts and flowers. And then of course, um, I, still, I don't do scrapbooking very much anymore, but I definitely still love making cards, handmade cards. And yeah, that's, that's how I started and ended up here. <laughs> oh my gosh, you are taking me back because I actually had one of the original, um, uh, it was like a portrait size was it called quick cuts back then that's right it was called it was back when I was still teaching illustrator I just finished my doctorate and so I was teaching at a conference and I went to went to them and I said hey listen I'm teaching this illustrator class and if you give me one of these I'll show them I'll demo it so they can see how to use illustrator with the machine Mm -hmm. so they gave me one and I did it And um, I used it once in a while, but I didn't use it a ton. It wasn't until I became the creative director of a scrapbooking company that I, like, went full in and started the Silhouette Shop and all that other good stuff. But I agree with you. I, um, like, where I fell in love with um, paper crafting was truly when I started making 3D stuff. Like, the 3D stuff, like, has my heart. Yeah, I love it. It's, like, so fun. Okay, so we're going to talk about this in another episode. So you guys, like, hold your horses. You're going to see, like, in a few, in a f- well, next month, we are going to talk about Kelly's favorite things. We're going to, I'm going to put in some of my favorite things as well. But, Kelly, tell me about, like, I want to know, like, what are some of the things that you have crafted that, like, you can describe because they're on a podcast so we can't <laughs> yeah. show them that you like have really, really like, like either was really, really simple, simpler than you thought, or really like way more difficult than you thought to put together? Uh, as far as paper crafts? Mm-hmm. Paper crafts. Um, well, card, well, cards can be either of those. <laughs> so, it's true. Uh, cards can be so simple. And like the Cameo will do any of the silhouette machines will do sketch pens mm-hmm. so it'll draw right onto your card and so that's like super easy if you just have a cute sketch design that um your machine will will draw and you pretty much and you can add whatever sentiment you want because it does fonts um and so that's the easiest card but then i've done some cards that are that have lots of layers. I'll, I'll add flowers to cards also, because I love making 3D flowers. Mm-hmm. And so I'll make them really tiny and add them to the front of cards. Okay, I have seen, I haven't seen yours specifically, but I have been seeing people doing these tiny flowers. And I am like, so, like my mind is blown. Like, are there special tools that you like to use to work to build these little tiny flowers? Um, they're pretty easy. So the biggest tip for making flowers easier to work with is to spritz them with a little bit of water and then all of a sudden they become kind of soft and flexible and they don't really tear 
Um, and so you can, I've just used my fingernail, I've used a pencil to kind of curl. There are flower shaping tools that are kind of like a big um, stylus with like a big round metal ball that you can use. I have been seeing those where people will put this like ball thing and like kind of rub it in the center and like all the petals will kind of come up when they're super tiny. Yeah, so I've used those. That's not necessarily any better than just, you know, working it with your fingers. Um, especially if it's a little bit moist. And then once you have it shaped the way you want, it's great for butterflies too. Shaping butterflies and flowers is really similar. Um, but, but then you just set it aside to dry for you know 10 minutes and then it's stiff and it holds the shape that you put it in. Okay, the spritzing the water, I have never heard before. So that is like, you guys, that's a gold trick. If you're a paper crafter out there, I am going to do that. In fact, I'm making pop-up cards for Halloween today, later today. And so I don't have any flowers for that. But like, I just love the idea of maybe doing a tiny spritz. So are you just using a little spray bottle or what? Or yeah, you just putting... yeah, just a little, little tiny spray bottle of water. Okay. You want it to be a pretty fine mist, even if it gets big droplets on it, it all dries. So it's It'll fine. be okay. Um, okay, so oh, I had a follow-up question to that because I was just like, oh my gosh, how are you, like, you're really spritz. Oh, what's, what ha- what's the heaviness of paper you like to use? Because I know what I like to use, but I think everybody's different. Yeah, I've used all kinds of um, cardstock. You do. So, so, so I, I like the Michaels. Yeah. A little bit thinner Michaels, but then I've also used, like, the Basil is pretty heavy. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah. I I go by color more than by weight. You do. So that was my question for you because I'm, I'm thinking about the spritzing, and I'm going to try it. So I mainly use the Michael 65-pound paper. Like, I'm almost exclusive. Like, they're yeah. big cardstock. And I'm, like, yeah. nervous to spritz it because it is so thick. But you're saying that it probably works. Yeah, I've used, I've used that. Okay. And it's paper. So it's cheap. If you just practice a little bit and make some mistakes, it's, it's easy to redo it if you don't like how it turned out. It's, yeah, it's easy. Okay. That's but- one of the things I love about paper is it's, it's pretty cheap. <laughs> it's true. It's, and if it- you have multiples of the same color, it's not so scary to should just go for it. Okay, do you have any other tricks you would love to tell anyone that you like you love using or doing? Um no. I thought that maybe maybe um like like with the flowers or cards, if you're layering things, I do like to use like an ink pad to just add a little bit of definition so you um can see the layers more distinctly. Yeah, I love I that. that all the time. It adds extra time, but it does. It's it's all those little tiny details that that add to the final result that makes it look really impressive. I know you just saying that was like, oh, I should get the ink pad out today for the <laughs> Halloween stuff because there are certain things that lend itself better, right? Like Halloween uh-huh. does lend itself better to having a little bit of ink pad on it. But I hate doing the ink pad because, first of all, like whenever the cuts are like really deep and trying to get the ink pad into them, I feel like I'm like crazy, which means I have to get out a little brush and I'll have to like kind of put it in the ink pad and try to get into those pieces. And then I'm like... And once you start, you have to keep going. (laughs) That is the problem. And once you start, if you've done one layer like that, it's like you have to do every layer. And if you have like five layers, you're like, dang it, why did I start this? (laughs) It always looks so beautiful, so I'm always glad to do it. Okay, you guys, um, 
Kelly, do you want to send everyone to your Instagram feed or do you have like a one, like a place that you can send everyone if they want to learn more about you? Um, yeah, I could say my website. So findingtimetocreate.com is my website and that's where you'll find like all of my tutorials and blog posts that are categorized. I think I've got a paper craft category that you can click on and bring everything up. And then of course you can find my Instagram feed from my website. So findingtimetocreate.com. Okay, findingtimetocreate.com. You guys, I'm going to put that link into the description. And thanks so much, Kelly, for joining us today. You guys, you can catch more of me and Kelly in another month. We're going to talk about favorite pa uh, paper crafting things, and we will see you soon. Hey, did you know that you can visit me at makeanddesign.com to learn more about this podcast and join my VIP group for weekly freebies? I can't wait to see you there.